Welcome to the greatest Welcome show on earth. Last show night on the I cut the light off in my bedroom, hit the switch, was in the bed before the room was dark. 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 This is combat culture. Dark. This is combat culture. Welcome to the British Shore. I'm so mean, I make medicine sick. That's bad. This, this is combat, this combat culture. culture. Yo, yo, yo. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Combat Culture Africa. As you can see, it's a full table in the house today, but we are doing the show. It's gonna be it's gonna be a super packed, a super delightful show because I have my man Andrew, our jiu-jitsu coach from Malaysia, on the table with us. Andrew, say something for the people. What is going on, people? Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday <laughs> indeed. We just had the most beautiful jiu-jitsu session and it was it was wonderful. It was beautiful. So yeah, we'll do the introductions. As usual, because I mean, 19 episodes in, I'm sure you guys still don't know who we are. Yeah. My name is Oche Young Jolof, the Nigerian nerd Charles Edache. <laughs> and right across the table from me is Andrew Osahor, plain and simple. Uh, <laughs> All right, then. So we're just going to hop right into the content for today. And um, first things first, most visible thing on everybody's mind right now. UFC 246. Connor Cowboy. Yes, Connor Cowboy. Um, I know you said you didn't watch the fights, mm. but then what did you think of um, the, the the main events? Seeing as it was it was short enough for everyone to know what happened. Yeah, so I actually watched it. I just didn't watch it live. Um, and just like everyone else thinks, it's it was um, way shorter than they wanted it to be. I'm sure most people wanted to see like a battle go on mm-hmm. because both of those guys are so skilled. Um, but I. I can't say I was surprised. Mm. I can't say I was surprised. Um, the corner that was, you know, out in the public recently was just too... He seemed focused, just like we talk, mm. talked about, you mm. know? Mm. And he came out there and did it and lead it, leave it to corner to... to bring out some new stuff that the no one's seen. on that guy, right? Ooh, Did I he mean, under such pressure? Such pressure. Madison Square Garden? With such confidence. No, no, that was Las Vegas, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Confidence, you yeah. know. Um, I had seen shoulder strikes um, from John Jones in the clinch. Very nasty. But leave it to Connor to innovate on that and dip and really make it a, a, an active strike. Yeah. It was amazing. It was yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was a predator yeah. in that fight. Yeah. He came for blood. Um, now that the fight is over... Yeah, fun fact. It's a fun, fun story. Main main card started, first fight ended, Connor was not in the building. Second fight started, Connor was not in the building. Third fight started, Connor was not in the building. During the fourth fight, Connor walks in, walked in late. Jeez. And you when you walk in as a fighter, obviously you're fully dressed. Mm-hmm. You go to USADA, USADA drug tests you, mm-hmm. so you pee in a cup, they make sure that you're you're fit to fight and everything. Mm-hmm. Then you go, they have to wrap your wrist mm-hmm. depending on the athletic commission, and then you now have to start getting mm-hmm. warm. He did all of that in 20 to 30 minutes, came Jesus. out, knocked his opponent out in 40 seconds, and got a massive payday, called out Kamaru Usman and, and Jorge Masvidal and left the building. Imagine so that. So that adds to the to the fame of this band and the legend behind the notorious yeah. Conor And now three weight divisions. Yes. This yes. guy is an yes. animal. Yes. <laughs> Knockouts in three different weight divisions. But yeah, um, I'm happy for him. Who do you think, what do you think is next for him now that he has this, this much momentum behind him? Um... I I think in the past, whoever Connor calls out or whoever, you know, the stars are at the time will get that show. But something makes me feel he won't get Masvidal or um, uh, Kamaru. Mm-hmm. Um, Kamaru. They're both up for it, up for the task, I'm sure. But um, 
because he's new to the the division, I see them giving him another fight to really, really put him in that standing. Then again, you know, it's Connor. He, it's always the big money fights, and those two, man, uh, I can't wait. I can't mm, wait. Mm. Some people are throwing in Nate Diaz versus Connor three. Three. In the mix. Oof. Yeah. Sign me up for that one any yeah. day, any day. And um, Nate Diaz. It, Posted a tweet immediately after the fast. I'm not even had fights saying all this. This all this shit's fake. That's what he said. <laughs> yeah, I'm supposed to curse on combat culture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was what Nate Diaz said. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, Nate, Nate, my man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nate, Nate doesn't care, man. Nate doesn't care. Doesn't I care. love those kids so mm, much. Him mm, and his brother. Mm. Their their lifestyle, their advocacy, their um, th- those guys are real. Those guys are so real. And here's here's one thing most people don't know about them is a lot of fighters get into, you know, they they live their life, they do some normal training, and then they, they get a fight or a contract, and then they go into a six-week camp, and that's kind of it. Mm. But Nate and Nick, they live that. Mm. They live it all day, mm. every day. These guys are doing marathons, mm. triathlons, triathlons, riding yeah. their bikes, swimming. Mm. What is his brother swam to Alcatraz and back? Like how many? Times? Like Jesus, these guys. You know. So how do you how do you face up against that? Those guys are scary. So um, that trilogy fight, I welcome it anytime, anytime. Um, that's a good option, but I also don't think that will happen. Mm, why not? I don't know. Um, I think they're waiting for just a massive, massive payday. When I feel that when that fight is right, the world will know about mm, it. Mm, you know, mm. the same way the first and the second were right. You know, um, whenever the hype comes around, it will feel real. And it, another thing is, um, a lot of people give uh, Dana White a lot of uh, a lot of just crap. You know, but. That dude knows what he's doing. He makes some, yeah. He knows he makes some really good money fights, mm, you know. Mm. So I think when it when the time is right, Dana will put it together. But that fight will happen for yeah. sure. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, one last thing. Um, people were throwing in Khabib's name in the mix because Dana actually came out to say that Connor versus um, Khabib. Khabib is the fight to make next. Mm. I don't think that fight is going to happen. One because to, to, um, Khabib is fighting uh, Tony Ferguson the on next. on yeah on twentieth of April. And immediately after that, um, Ramadan starts, uh-huh. and uh, it's fasting till about late July. After July, mm. then he might have one fight, maybe one fight, two fights at most by the end, end of, of the year. year. Connor is not going to be sitting down and waiting for that for that period. Mm. I don't think since he says he wants to be active this year. So, um, but he, Abdul Manap, Connor's um, Khabib's dad, came out to say, if you want to make the fight, um, it's, it's easy. Give us hundred million. Um, hundred million dollars payday and I will make the fight so yeah that, that was an interesting development uh, from this week yeah. uh, everyone's trying to take this model Connor brought out it's, yeah. that's not how to do it yeah. that's not how to do it because you, if you call out the money but you know the world isn't you know Ready there for it. yeah a lot of the world is actually satisfied with the Connor Khabib one um, so there and yeah Connor needs that rematch by the way, I don't think he's ever lost a rematch. Mm. You know, he's lost. Mm. Connor has lost fights. He's mm. not, in, in, you know, in, uh, undefeated. But his rematches, though, he always comes back. So he will get it. But that hundred million, whatever, it's not happening, yeah. bro. <laughs> when, when it's time. Right? When, it's time. when it's time. Yeah, when it's time. Okay. All right. Then next thing on the list, um, Sadiq. I really wished you watched Sadiq fight because. <sighs> This, it I've was so an much. interesting fight. Huh. Really interesting. It started on the feet as expected. Both men trading. And each time Andre Feely hit him, he you could see that he, he, he they, whenever they were in exchanges and Andre hit him and Sadiq hit him back, 
you could see the power differential. Like, oh. even Joe was on the edge of his seat saying, this boy's swinging for the fences. Because when he hit Andre, you could see his eyes go up like, oh, wow, like, like this, this kid has some power. And he, would, he was... In his it was face. a war. Nice. It was a war for the first round. Second round, Andre Feely, really underrated wrestler, really good wrestler. Mm. He rest, first time I ever saw him wrestle was versus Max Holloway. This was like maybe six years ago. Oh, when wow. he's, this was his second second or third fight in the UFC. And he wrestled with um, with uh, with Holloway that fight. And I remember keeping that in my head. But fun fact, he was also um, trained under, when uh, he was trained by um, the team Alpha Male guys oh. back in the day. So whenever he would come walk out to the cage, um, Uriah Faber would follow him to the cage as well. So yeah, second round, um, Andre Feely is probably thinking, okay, if we're if we're striking, it might be too close of a striking battle. This guy might knock me out. I'll take him to the ground. Took Sadiq down, and Sadiq just dominated him oh, with wow. jujitsu. Oh, beautiful side, side control. It was it was the entire round. Beautiful. So it was clear that Sadiq won that round. So I think really, I when when every, anyone watching this listening to this go check that fight out nice. I'll fight, check it that out that fight was good third round was super close he was playing really safe um, and the judges gave it to him a unanimous decision nice. he won so now what we've been hoping for for Sadiq has finally come to fruition he's been he's now a ranked fighter he's ranked 14 Hell in the yeah. featherweight division if he continues with this with if he has I, I reckon if he has three more wins he'll probably be in his first five round um, five fight. round main nice. events in the UFC I'm, I'm not I won't be surprised Sadiq well, congratulations my man yeah man beautiful stuff he killed it so, uh, well proud of you man well proud of you and just keep doing your thing just yep. keep doing your thing so yeah um as it stands now uh you've been in night abuja for about seven seven yeah. eight days now yeah yeah how many of those days have you spent training with us seven eight days <laughs> yeah, yeah every single day right yeah man okay all day every day yeah. so like what what do you now that you're here you can see the hunger for mixed martial arts in Af in nigeria and africa as a whole mm -hmm. You can see the excitement on people's faces. People are bringing their kids. Girls are coming. Guys are coming. Married people, young people. You can see that enthusiasm for what you have to to share and what you have to teach. Um, what effect does that have on you? Like in, in terms of your perception of this country, or like what in comparison to what you were before? Well, that, that's a, it's interesting that you phrase that that way because um, two things. One is. If you're in any other country um, looking at Google Maps or whatever and you type in Jiu-Jitsu school or you know, some, so many places pop up. There's competition, there's there's that culture. Then you do it the same in Nigeria and you know it's like one or two places in the whole country mm. that, that stand out. But then I come here and then the people are here. The hunger, like you said, is there. You know, everyone's training. People are actually wants this lifestyle kind of thing. Um, so that's it was it was very tricky for me to deal with because I thought I would walk into a situation where you know not much was going on people didn't know what they were doing I, I I thought of it as gyms back in the day where there's one person there that you know is there every day to show themselves or something meanwhile what you guys guys have going here is like a little family of people helping each other grow which is exactly what it's supposed to be you know the the suffering is there the the hard work the technique is it's all there and everyone doing it so it's it's pretty amazing mm. to see um, on the flip side or on the other side of that what I also notice is um, as a nation as a whole this sport and this lifestyle it's in it's in its infancy mm. you know it's almost just like a brand new baby 
not many people know about it yet but we have it's it's almost clear that it's in our DNA as a people because anyone that sees it or tries it you see the look in their eye they're so hooked you know it's like I want to try that there were people watching while we were sparring yesterday and it's just like they're interested they're very interested and we just need to get them in there mm. you know so my my outlook on the country dude um, with the state of our country uh, unfortunately as it is there's a lot of ne negativity a lot of danger a lot of corruption and all this nonsense that wants to push people away this is the kind of stuff that makes me want to stay mm. you know um, I would um, matter of fact when I was planning my my um, travel routes I wanted to minimize my time in Nigeria mm. and maximize my time in Trinidad because I had a gym or I, I knew a gym there and you know um, it seemed like a more comfortable environment but as soon as I stepped in here I'm like no I'm, I'm gonna chill in Nigeria and train because there's like-minded people people doing good work hard work and you know uh, so it makes me definitely want to stay mm. Yeah. There's what, uh, something I want to highlight um, with regards to the culture of the people that you met here is I have to give credits where credit's due and that is to Mayo, Mayo Icebox, the owner of this gym that we train in. From the very first day that um, I met him and I told him, oh, I want to learn MMA, can you train me? He said, oh, that he's starting up a class, he's doing this, he's doing that, we're going to have this on Monday, that on Tuesday. I was like, oh yeah, this sounds good, this sounds good. The one of the first conversations we had was him making it clear to me that the classes would be centered on certain tenets. One of them would be that there would be no egos. So the ego is left at the door. On the mat, we are all equals. Mm -hmm. And the second was that he wanted it to be a fun atmosphere. So it's coming, it's like, the, the example he always uses is that, remember when you were kids and you would just be running and you would jump and kick someone and you would play and roll on the floor and you would see something in a movie and you would go try it out. Yep. That, that's the exact same feel. So we come in, everybody's laughing or joking, but it's it's very, very gen, it's, 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 it's carefully constructed to be that way. Yeah. We've had that's people good. that have come in um, for different classes, people who are more experienced, um, they feel like they see some of the people training, maybe girls, or they see guys that don't know how to throw a punch, mm. and they're saying, oh, they're not going to deck. It's they're, too low yeah, level yeah, for them or level. something. So maybe they mm -hmm. just come when we're sparring, and then um, instead of doing touch sparring or light, light they touching, hard, they yeah. want to go hard. We've had those experiences, and generally it's been diffused very quickly. quickly. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a safe it has to be. Yeah, that was the third tenet. It had to be safe. Yeah. You can't come here and get an injury. You yeah. can't come here and be afraid for your safety. Yes. It has to be a safe I agree. place. Yeah. So um, I, I would add to those kudos. He's mm. done a good job. You all have done a good job. Like um, the environment here is absolutely amazing. The space is nice. The atmosphere feels friendly. You know. And I've not seen a lot of ego since I came. Yeah. You know, people are genuinely here to learn. They're paying attention. They're really focused. They're trying to do the right thing. Asking questions. You know, happy for corrections mm. as well it's beautiful man mm. like um uh, the respect is is just free-flowing it's an amazing environment yeah yeah, yeah yeah okay so we've talked we've touched on we've touched on your general thoughts it's okay. it's overall positive but let's make it a little more interesting mm. is there anything that has rubbed you off the wrong way anything you think that could be improved upon even if it's not specific to this gym um, mm. maybe with the mindset of some of the people or anything that has anything that could happen that has made you think hmm yeah, maybe not, or we could do that differently. Um, well, 
for my I haven't observed the other classes properly. So so far I've done we've done my class with the jujitsu and I've joined one kickboxing class. Mm. So far no. Mm. So far no. Um I think down to each individual, everyone would have little holes in their game they need to fix, every you know, little tips, little bad habits here and there. But as far as the culture, as far as the people, the the, the process, the environment, no, so far so good, man. Mm. Um so far so good. I haven't um Nothing has really, really, nothing has turned me off. Mm. I think I've been having a blast each time I come here and it seems seems absolutely fine. Mm. Aha, but that being said, um, I think maybe it's because I've been here just temporarily and it might change today is um, what's the culture after the gym, you know? Mm. Um, a lot of the times, at least what I'm used to with my folks in Malaysia is, you know, after the gym is the goofy time because mm. you've done hard work mm. and so there's this kind of, mass migration to the next restaurant to get a juice so you know that i'm sure that exists here i'll probably just find my way to slide into one of those circles you know but uh that i miss a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah. i think we we well we mayo chidi my older brother skelly mm. um and blessing hot chocolate every friday oh good we chill. try we try to because it's it's hard work yeah. uh, between working out creating content training being on top of your game dealing with your nine to five mm-hmm. like i'll give you an example right i wake up by 4 45 in the morning i shower pray clean my room i'm out of the house by by quarter to six by six i'm at the office i'm working on generally two or three combat culture videos yeah. per day then i have to do whatever else whatever else i have to do in my nine to five from nine till five come here train capture content so that i can go edit the following morning as well and because we're trying to give the impression that we are a steady news news that is steady in influx of new content mm-hmm. every single day for it's people necessary yeah. so but it's, it's hard work it's hard work so hard work. some days you are genuinely uninterested some yeah. days you might want to train but you don't want to capture or, or create content yeah, but so you gotta some days you want to just create content but you don't want to train yeah but you just have to you just have to you gotta yeah. do what you gotta do you just have um to. <clears throat> and what i've come to learn um one of the things i've come to learn very properly in the last two years is it's when you don't feel like it that it counts. So that's the most important. You know, it's it's when you don't feel like creating that content that you might miss a beautiful shot mm-hmm, that happens, mm-hmm. or you know, um, you don't feel like training, but the knowledge that day might change your game forever. The little tiny thing you might pick up might make you safer. You know, you never know. So the you just you know um, the the Brazilians they have the saying everyday pohada, which mm. means more or less fight every mm. day. It doesn't mean go and get into a fight, or but it means train hard work exactly. hard every single day exactly. and it's a lifestyle every day pohada yeah mm-hmm. all right then very good is there are there any final um because you're going to be doing these updates every every week i mean we did kezagatami and then um for, for people at home who don't know what kezagatami is it's a trans it's a transition or rather it's a Let's say it's a technique from side control in yes. jiu-jitsu, right? So a technique from and side control in jiu-jitsu is basically controlling your opponent from their side. So Andrew showed us some really interesting transitions um, in that from that position, some really cool techniques that you can apply to get a submission. And um, today we did we worked on the mount, and you said that this week is just for the mount, right? This week is all mount. We're gonna okay. focus on the mount. Um, I've noticed it's very underused in the gym. <clears throat> a lot of people do a good job passing the guard. Um, we, we, we will also look at techniques to pass the guard properly later. But somehow or another, I think it's natural instinct to just find a way around mm-hmm. the guard and everyone kind of does that get inside control but it looks to me that a lot of it um, 
it feels like side control is like the end all be all mm. meanwhile it's not really not really you know you 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 we can discover new um positions to control and finish the fight you know and mount is one of the very um easy to get to ones mm. from from side control mm -hmm. so yeah we we started a bit today just basic principles concepts and um next week we'll start moving into more details and you know submission possibilities control possibilities escape from the mount you know start making it a well-rounded um situation um <clears throat> and we'll do some very very specific training from the mount with escapes and submissions just over and over and over drill it into our skulls and before the end of the week, you know, well, for all you know, we'll have an extra mm. chapter added to our, our knowledge base, you know. Um, fingers crossed we're able to do, you know, go through it uh, smoothly and, you know, slowly, slowly we start to add these techniques. Mm. Uh, before you know it, dude, these guys will be murdering people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's already, it started. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you can attest to it dude, as well. Dude, look at Hugo. Hugo. Within a week, Hugo is rolled, he's, because I rolled with Hugo, I think the very first person I rolled with uh, was Hugo. Mm. And um, he, he was... You know, just like any new white belt, mm. very, very, um, you know, I, I want to say spazzy, but let's say exerting too much energy mm. and, you know, more doing more wrestling than, you know. But look at Hugo rolling today. You know, he's putting up his guard. He's, you know, recovering his guard. He's mounting. He's doing Ezekiel chokes, you know, good progression for one week, you know. So I'm, it makes me really proud that whatever I'm putting across, people are picking it up. And um, it's little that I can put across, but if it feels like the hunger is there for it, you know, so it's it's beautiful. Because it genuinely is. Yeah. There's, um, so yeah, I think this would be a very good time to plug it in. If any of this sounds interesting to anybody listening or watching, training takes place our training rather takes place at body rocks fitness studio on the third floor of silverbird in central business district abuja we have five club classes from six to seven every day but for the next two weeks while andrew is still with us we'll have jujitsu from five till seven in the evenings and some days by 7 a.m in the morning so come through learn something new challenge yourself grow it's it's a beautiful environment it's fun it's engaging and it makes you a better person generally I agree. so yeah all right then um i think with that we've covered all our content for the morning and that Sounds is good. 21 minutes and 30 seconds so Excellent. Permit me to plug in our our shout outs to all our social media pages. So it's Combat Culture AF on Twitter, Combat Culture Africa on Instagram and Facebook. Our email is combatculture at gmail.com. Send us an email or tweet directly at us your questions or comments and we'll address them in the next week's episode. On this episode, you've had the guy with the silky smooth voice and the bald head, Oche Charles Edache, aka Young Jalof, aka the Nigerian nerd. And right across from me is my partner in crime for the day, uh -huh. Mr. Andrew Osaho. And he is um, a blue belt visiting us from Malaysia. It's been a pleasure. It's Thank been a you. blast, guys. My pleasure. And in three, two, one, we'll say peace. Three, two, one. Peace. peace. Beautiful.